Welcome to Gem Girls, the 80s cartoon podcast where we are watching, discussing, and talking far too much shit about your favorite retro cartoons with a very special focus on Gem and the Holograms. I'm Hakuna Matitis. And I am Orifice Jones. And today we are discussing episode 18 of Gem, Hot Time in Hawaii. Uh, this episode was written by Beth Bornstein, um, you can maybe hear the loathing in my voice, <laughs> who, she also wrote the, like, super problematic and incredibly messy episode, Adventure in China. Uh, right. So, strap yourselves in, people, it's gonna be a rough ride. <laughs> and, uh, according to our gal pals over at rockjam.com, this is the episode where Gem and the Holograms receive an invitation to the annual Battle of the Music Stars to be held in Honolulu, Hawaii. The winner receives a trophy and a chance to perform at the governor's mansion. The misfits, who have also been invited, hire Zipper as their coach to train them to train them in the art of cheating. Uh, which is like what happens in this episode, yeah, but, but like, like that description, that description sounds way better than the episode, dude. But also, like, what the fuck? Why do they have to like compete in a sports competition? To win a trophy and the chance to perform at the governor's mansion. Like, shouldn't they have better opportunities than that? Like, why would you want to do that? I don't get it. I, I agree. I'm still perplexed as to why <laughs> everyone thinks, like, it's normal for a battle of the music stars just to be, like, a bunch of sports competition, like, track and field. <laughs> everyone is on board for it, and I don't know why. It's just, it, it, yeah, it, it baffles me. Um, yeah, and, like, hiring Zipper as the coach, um, okay, okay. Yeah, I, it, it was an interesting choice, not well executed, I think. No, Zipper has failed at literally everything he's been tasked <laughs> with thus far. But, to be fair, that dude, like, jumps rooftops and shit, so he's mad fit. That's true, that's true, that's definitely true. Um, so yeah, on the topic of physical fitness, let's uh, jump right into the episode. Where, nice segue, nice segue. Where Gem and the Holograms are like busting ass, like doing a very intense jazzercise class that uh, Aja is leading. Which um, like, I also, I just like like Ozzy, Aja is leading, like another example of her being kind of the fit, like hands-on one. Yes. Which, um, yeah, like... It's weird how I have a personality and, like, attributes to, a, like, attached to Aja, but none for Shane and Kimber. Kimber's kind of a horn dog. Yeah, I mean, Kimber's mad thirsty, as we'll see in this episode. Yeah. Uh, which I, I guess, I, that is true, that is true. But outside of, like, Kimber is whiny and horny, Shana <laughs> is, is, like, into fashion. Those are the only two things I can say about them. And she's black. And she's black. Right, 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 right. I brought this personality trait back in the 80s. <laughs> um, so yeah, Aja, yeah, sporty bitch, leading an extra exercise class of Gem and the Holograms and the orphans who, like, spend way too much time sitting on their ass. Like, they gotta get fit. Exactly. It's like, no pudgy orphans in this house. <laughs> but, like, what I don't understand is, like, why the sudden urgency 
to work out. Like, I've never seen these bitches work out before in my entire life. All right. Well, I'm just going to, like, just put this up to, uh, um, you know, it's, we're going to have a series of tallies of Borstein bungles. Uh, <laughs> so this is Borstein, whatever her name is. I don't even, is that what it actually is, Borstein? It's uh, Bornstein. Bornstein. I like Borstein because it, it just sounds grosser. Bornstein. A Bornstein bungle, because uh, she's establishing, like, oh, jumping the holograms, they're fit, they work out, even though we've never seen them fucking do a jazzercise class, because right. later they're going to do sports for some reason. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, great writing on the on the uh, part of Beth Bornstein, don't you think? Double B, double B. BB. You know, uh, yeah, BB <laughs> does not bring it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, BB is not my boy, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. BB, not my bitch. <laughs> um, I just want to shout out Kimber's outfit. It's like a star-spangled sportswear piece. I think it's pretty hot. She has like yeah, 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 yeah. Star shorts, star headband. Into it. One of the only saving graces of this episode is the like sportswear. Yes. Um, yes, I totally agree. We see some hot looks in this episode. Like a lot of shit, I would a hundred percent wear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You are a sporty bitch. That's true, thank you. Sporty Spice. Sporty Spice. Actually, that happened, like, at the office one day, and I've always seen myself as a baby Spice because I'm the youngest in my family. Baby <laughs> was, like, my favorite growing up. Baby was your favorite? Why? Dude, I was young and twisted. I don't know why. What the fuck? Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to admit, so, like, you know, give me some space, <laughs> if you will. Give me some space. I will never let you live that down. <laughs> I, it's going on the record there. So, like, it's for people to see, and it's fine. And, like, what I, you know, I've, I've evolved, which I'm getting to. So, you know, we're, like, picking who would be who at the office. And then, I was, and I, you know, I came to the realization, like, oh, I would be Sporty Spice. And everyone was like, yeah, you would be Sporty Spice. And I was just like, wow, like, I've grown as a human being. I'm no longer a baby. I am a Sporty. Yeah. Um, I always got pigeonholed as Scary Spice, which I'm yeah, sure you can yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, you do have the hair for it, though. Yeah, I mean, duh, that's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, also yeah. my skin color. Exactly. I thought that's, like, kind of what you are more going for there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Mm. That was kind of, they are kind of, like, part and parcel, though, to a degree. Yeah, except for our friend Carson, who, listener, you don't know. Unless you're right. your Maria, who's the only listener. <laughs> the only person listening to this, so go on, please. Um, she is our white friend with very curly hair, and her and I got into it at one point because she was like, I'm Scary Spice. And then I was like, no, no, I'm Scary Spice. And at the time, I had straight hair. Oh, well then, yeah. And then like I'm what? sorry, I, you know who I side in this, in this argument. You side with Carson? Obviously, she had the hair for it. Yeah, but like... I had the skin color. Well, if you want to be racist about that, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just became this like big philosophical conundrum: like, what makes scary scary? <laughs> Her hair, That's... or the fact that she's black? <laughs> <laughs> what a conundrum! What a conundrum! And I always just thought it was super racist to be like ooh black people are scary that's why I like never wanted to be her growing up because I was like that's not a spice you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah 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 <laughs> scary that's so fucking racist it is yeah I I, I kind of understand the hair argument because like I think 
I mean, as a kid, I like to think I saw it. Like, Scary Spice was Scary Spice because, like, you know, her hair was wild and she was, like, kind of, like, the, you know, exuberant one. Uh, but also, yeah, you, you might be right. Huh? <laughs> I have no idea. I just, I just want to be a part, like, a fly on the wall in that board meeting in 1995 or whatever when they, like, designated the characters. Yeah, I like. I, it'd be really funny if it was yeah, a bunch of like white old men, corporate executives around the room. Like, we'll have the sporty one because she's sporty, and then we have her, and she's black, so scary spice. And everyone's <laughs> just like, scary spice, scary spice, scary spice. <laughs> I am sure that's exactly how it went. Probably, probably. Um, but anyway, getting back to the show. Um, right, 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 right. Because <laughs> apparently, we could talk about this forever. Um, so Jerica, like goes to answer the door and then she comes back and she's like hey like we uh are being invited to uh, compete at the battle of the music stars in honolulu um which at this point they don't really mention that it's a sporting competition no dude dude, dude. yeah exactly what happens is yeah so that Jem- jerica announces that she says the winner receives a trophy in performing at, at like the governor's mansion a chance to perform at the governor's mansion and then alja immediately says we better really get in shape. And it's like, what? Why? It's a music competition, no? <laughs> right. And everyone's like, yeah, we better like do another class or something. It's like, I, like something got bungled in that Bornstein, you know? Bungled in the Bornstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess like my mind was that like, oh, they have to have like their Britney or Christina moment where they have to like dress like super slutty and be like waifs or something. Oh, okay, okay. But okay. no, I like that. I like that. Well, I don't like <laughs> yeah. it, but <laughs> I don't like it per se. But I, I like how you're filling in the plot holes. Yeah, gem and the holograms develop eating disorders. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But no, it was a, it was a under the radar sport competition, which we didn't know until later. I guess the next scene where we cut to the misfits at an all you can eat buffet. Oh, no, 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 Matt, Justin, Justin. It's a special music star buffet. Uh, <laughs> another thing that exists in the world. <laughs> so, with the misfits, and they're there. Uh, yeah. What is you know, like, when you're, like, when, you know, you're hungry, but you want a little razzle-dazzle, you go to a special music star buffet. You don't go to Mandarin or anything. You hit up that special music star buffet. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, when you've really made it as a music star, you're definitely going to a fucking buffet. Right, right, exactly. Like, double if it's a stripper buffet or Ooh, a strip club buffet. okay, that sounds actually pretty fun. That would be that would be fun if, like, the right star was there, or the music star. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, they're just, like, loading up their plates, giving no fucks, like, being total gluttons and like again i've never seen them eat this much They're i've like, never seen them eat really yeah i I've know seen them drink yeah like ooh, clever writing beth bornstein like let's show how much the misfits don't give a fuck about fitness which despite i they i mean they definitely care about being thin uh right I, I do, I mean, to a degree i like the parallel of like gem the holograms their daily sketch is like fucking jazzercise Cut to the Misfits. They're all about eating, I guess. (laughs) I get what she was doing there, but again, you know, Bornstein bungle. I mean, she couldn't have them, like, railing lines in a back alley or something. (laughs) Like, that's, like, 
probably closer to the truth. Like they don't exactly. Eat, they just exactly. do a ton of drugs. Right, right, right. And then they wake up at four p.m. Uh, <laughs> and they react like cats to the sunlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Um, but anyway, um, we find out that they have also been invited to the Battle of the Music Stars, and Stormer is like. Oh, maybe instead of like sitting here like eating our faces off at this all you can all you can eat buffet all you know special music star buffet okay let's use the title please <laughs> special music star buffet um <laughs> maybe we should like start exercising or something and uh pizzazz is like uh no we don't need to be in shape to win because we're gonna hire a zipper to train us in the art of cheating yeah, she says that verbatim, yeah. um, which, I don't know, I like how Zipper is given a sense of artistry of what he does. Yeah, he's just, he, like, total, like, mania, like, just Exactly, his general goonery is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is no, like, science or art to Zipper's behavior. Well, it's an art in the sense that it's truly unexplainable. Uh, True. You know, it's beyond uh, our judgment. It's a, at another level of consciousness. One might call it crazy. <laughs> uh, but again, I, you know, and we've already talked about this, but like everyone does seem to know that this music competition, at least what it sounds like, is a sports event. Uh, <laughs> and I, to be fair, didn't do any research to this episode because I felt, well, actually, that's not true. I Googled one thing, but I'll, we'll get to that. Uh, I didn't feel like it was justified, really. No, uh, it's not. It's never justified. Right, right, right. So I don't know if maybe there is some sort of music competition in Hawaii that is also a sporting event. I highly, highly doubt <laughs> it, but you never know. I'm gonna say no. Like I'm gonna say no, too. Could you imagine, like, Beyonce, like, competing in, like, a track and field event just to win the prize of performing at the Hawaii, go the governor of Hawaii's mansion? I, I can't, I mean, I don't think that would ever happen, but I would love to see that. That actually would be really good TV, only because <laughs> I feel like Beyonce specifically has marketed herself as, like, a fit bitch who, like, runs in high heels while singing, and I just want to see if that's for real girls. Yeah, like, she'd have to run 500 meters while singing in high heels. Yeah, I'll see if you got it, babe. Yeah, I feel like she would beat any other singer out there, like... Grimes or something. Oh, yeah, Grimes would like cut. Well, she just had a baby, so like, give her a second. Uh, even before she had a baby, I feel like she's probably healthier now that she's had a baby, to be honest. Probably, probably. Uh, I do think Lady Gaga's pretty fucking fit, though. She looks fit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could, yeah, yeah, she could yeah, do yeah. a good job. Yeah, I feel Maybe like Lady Gaga would be a great, like, MMA fighter, you know? I feel like she would be, like, good in the octagon. I call it the octagon because I've watched MMA things once or twice. Have you? I mean, I have. Not, like, purposefully or Who is forced willingly. you to do that? You know, men. <laughs> Straight men. They watch things. Sometimes uh, it involves men fighting men in the most homoerotic of fashions. Yeah, that's, like, what straight men love more than anything. I know. It's, it's like, my favorite thing. It's the gayest. It's, like, yeah. It's the, my gayest favorite thing. It's, like... 
<laughs> I just love watching them get into it, and it's like, you know, like, they're basically fucking, right? Right. Like, his head is in his butt right now. And they're, like, you know, clenching thighs and grabbing <laughs> at each other. Uh, and they're expressing their sexual frustration of not being able to penetrate with blows to the head. That's what all it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we go to... <laughs> We're on the plane to Hawaii, and Kimber's in a ball gown for some reason. I, I don't know why. With all of the frills. Like, yeah, all, like, the, all the trimmings. Full turkey dinner uh, yeah, on her waist. Not a fan. Um, it's a little bit much. but uh, <laughs> And she orders a pineapple juice because she wants to make her semen taste sweet. Uh, <laughs> to where... <laughs> I she thought she goes, was trying to be culturally appropriate. Like, Beth Bornstein was like, oh, like, Hawaii's in the tropics. Like, we should get her to drink pineapple juice. You're, I mean, that's probably what it is. Like, it's classic Bornstein. Uh, I, don't think she's, I don't think she's cool enough to know that pineapple makes her jizz taste good. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, in my queer reading, that is what Kimber is doing. Okay. Do you have to be queer to come? Uh, don't you? <laughs> like it only only counts if you're gay, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just, I what I thought. Yeah, I mean, how do you think babies work? <laughs> babies, like I don't know, that's like a whole thing constructed <laughs> by Big Baby. Uh, you know, storks, dude, storks, storks. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent storks. Uh, anyways, so on her way back after getting her fruity drink. Uh, she bumps into Steve, or it's not that she, like, sits next to Steve. I forget what kind so of what happens She here. turns around with her drink in hand and, like, bumps into him, spilling pineapple juice all over him. Right, it's Which, a I guess you could see, yeah, it's a metaphor for her, like, jizzing all Jizzing over. all over his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on, on the same page. And then he's like, ooh, like... You're from Gem and the Holograms. Like, I'm a big fan. And, like, he knows her name and everything, which Kimber obviously, like, is all about because no one remembers who the fuck Kimber is and why she's I there. know, I know. I, like, I felt for... Like, she actually gets a little bit of credit in this episode, but, like, in this moment, I was like, oh, my God, Kimber, someone knows who you are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> lock it down, girl. Lock it down. Yeah, yeah. Lock that shit down. And he's kind of hot in, like, a creepy Aryan kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, Gemma Hallgrams is, like, super into that look. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, wouldn't it be, like, more of a statement if she had, like, hooked up with the bartender on the plane who is a person of color. Well, I mean, that would have been infinitely better. Or, like, maybe he was from Hawaii or something. Right. That could have easily been done. But no, 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 no. Uh, that's not how Bornstein rolls, you know? Yeah, she had to import a white guy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway... And basically, Kimber's like, yeah, we are going to compete in the sporting competition, the Battle of the Stars, or whatever the fuck it's called. Battle of the Music Buffet Stars. <laughs> <laughs> and then Steve is like, oh my god, how crazy. I'm actually, like, super into sports. Like, maybe I can train you. And then they go sit down together and, like, continue macking. Right, you know, he actually says, like, let me accompany you to your seat, and then sits next to her, and then, like, whose seat is that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not how airplanes work. You can't just, that's... like, <laughs> sit anywhere. Especially, exactly, exactly. Especially in uh, first class, like, lady. Right, right. 
Um, I also, I love how we never really understand what Steve was doing in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. All we know at this, all we learn about him is like, he's good at sports for some reason. That leads to him training the holograms, so we never really get a sense of what he's doing there. Yeah, he's like sacrificing, I guess, his vacation to just like train them. Like he had no plans. Yeah, exactly. He went there, he's like, oh, maybe I'll meet a cute girl. And then I guess that's what happened. Oh, that's kind of a red flag. Oh, yeah, he's definitely fucking a sociopath. Maybe a murderer. Yeah. Um, or, like, you know, one of those, like, assumes, like a, like, a talented Mr. Ripley type, but assumes <laughs> other people's lives. Ooh, I like that. Um, but anyway, um, so I just want to note that Shayna's outfit actually looks pretty good. It's like a halter top in purple. I just needed yeah. to say that because Shayna rarely looks good. I do, dude. I had the same moment, like, a little bit later in the episode. She's wearing her, like, orange, like, uh, luau outfit. Yes. I thought that was pretty good, too. And I was like, yo, Shayna, you're, you're not fucking it up. Yeah. <laughs> More like the writers didn't fuck you over. Exactly. <laughs> writers are actually, I don't know how much the writers, like, really have an input on their looks. Yeah, I, I just imagine, like, in square brackets, make Shayna look like a mess. <laughs> Shayna brackets looking like a mess <laughs> wearing some monstrosity Shayna triangle hair <laughs> why? it doesn't matter yeah, Just it doesn't it. matter triangle there's, hair there's three sides to it baby uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway they land they're met by, like, local Hawaiian girls. They go through the whole, like, lay thing. Yeah, they got laid off the plane. They got laid <laughs> right off the plane. So they're exactly. doing pretty well. Pretty good. Um, and anyway, um, cut to the girls exercising on the beach really vigorously while the misfits are being a bunch of lazy bitches. But they look really good. They do look great. Uh... Everything I think, like, the Misfits kind of wear in this episode is pretty tight. Yeah. I love um, Stormer's zebra print one-piece bathing suit. That's hot. Pizzazz look great. Roxy look great. Uh, we'll get, I, I'm not sure if we see it in this scene, but we'll get to it of, like, uh, Roxy's workout outfit. It's, like, all kind of hot orange with the orange suspenders. Yes. It's a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, the swirls on the uh, shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, of all the outfits this episode, I would wear that one. Followed closely <laughs> by, uh, I actually do really like the gem, like Jem's uh, sporty look, like the Jem and the hologram sports jerseys with Jerrica and the ponytail, or Jem uh, and the ponytail. It's hot. Yeah, it was pretty hot. Um, so anyway, Stormer is like watching Jem and the holograms exercise, and she's like, "I think I'll go for a jog on the beach because, like, clearly they're actually working out." And then Zipper, like creepily sneaks up behind her and like grabs her by the shoulder it's like you won't ne be needing to do that like i am going to help you cheat essentially no no his, his his exact line is with old zipper here you don't have to do nothing nothing legal that is which is <laughs> such a catchphrase uh like i want that on a t-shirt or something you know dude yeah that's definitely his motto Exactly, exactly. Break the rules, do everything illegal, 
murder someone if you have to. Yeah, it's just like some casual murder. It doesn't really exactly, matter. Exactly, yeah. Nothing um, will happen. Exactly. Zipper, you know, that's how I roll. Um, uh, so Zipper like basically has some special equipment to help them cheat. It's like a bunch of shit with springs attached. Uh, but, you know, or a bike that, like, spews Murph jizz on stuff. It, I don't know, like, it was like, it was a purple liquid. Or a blue liquid, I should I say. thought it was, like, oil or something, but it was blue, so I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, so it was probably Smurf jizz, is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, like, there's a, an electromagnetic switch that does something... Yeah, yeah. Stormer has like moon boots to jump really high. Which is so uh, fucking bait, dude. Like obviously I know, I know. like people are gonna see that like no human can jump that way and also you can see the fucking springs when you take a step. Yeah, they're like literally just giant springs on shoes. Uh <laughs> but somehow, I mean no one really notices later, but I really also just like you know, they're doing essentially they're practicing with these tools to make things easier. Uh, and, uh, like, they kind of complain, because I think that they hurt themselves or something, and Zipper then has this line, practice makes perfect, no one ever said cheating was easy, and it's like, dude, isn't that the point of cheating? Yeah, Just why? To make it, like, kind of easy? Yeah, it seems like you would have to, like, exert a lot of time and energy learning how to, like, control yourself on those. Like, especially the pole vaulting pole, and the shoes, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, that seems like you know how to, you need to know how to pole vault to kind of, like, do that. Right. Um, anyway, so, in the meantime, Steve is training Kimber on how to swim faster, I guess. Um, yeah. And he sees a shark, um, and he starts, like, calling out to her, like, swimming fast, like, you're gonna get eaten or whatever. And she starts freaking out. We cut to commercial. Is Kimber gonna get eaten by a shark? Uh, well, the shark is gaming, gaining steam, and then Steve harpoons it with an electric fucking, harpoon. Yeah, he just had that on hand. Electric harpoon. What? I also just like want to take a moment to really appreciate how shrill Kimber got with the Steve! <laughs> like, I found it incredibly annoying. I was like, Kimber, you know, if you died right now, it'd be kind of fine. You're being the worst. Wow. <laughs> That's so harsh. It's harsh, but like, Kimber, like, pull it together. I get it. It's a shark, but like, stop being annoying about it. Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, yeah, like, relax yourself. Um, so yeah, it's a fake shark. Um, yeah, it's also a robot shark. That happens. Yeah, how did they find the resources to like make a robot shark? But anyway. Yeah, uh, and then you cut to what I swear to God sounds like Eric's voice saying, our shark was a big hit, but it's out of, zi like, Zipper saying it. Uh, and I, I thought, like, did you catch that? I thought for a moment, like, oh, okay, maybe he's supposed to be talking to, like, Eric on the phone or something. Uh, and then, you know, then it's supposed to go into, like, just Zipper talking to the Misfits, and they kind of fucked it up. Yeah, his voice was completely different. Right, okay, cool. Um, but, like, was it a big hit? Because, like, the shark that you invested in blew up. So right. how are you right. going to possibly use that? And on top of that, like, the competition is happening in the swimming pool, so you wouldn't even be able to use that gag in the uh, competition. Hashi, 
Hashtag born seen bungle. Uh, she underthunk it. Didn't overthink it. She underthunk it. Right. And uh, here we are with this robotic shark that, yeah, like you just explained, makes no sense at all. Yeah, nothing in this episode makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, also combined with like Zipper feeding the Misfits sharks after this. Yeah, because they're like, again, being fat bitches, um, just like slurping down some soup. And Pizzazz is like, what is this? Like, it tastes so good. And Zipper's like, well, it's shark. And then they're all disgusted. But, like, okay, first of all, why the fuck did you give them shark? And then secondly, why are they so pressed about it? It's just fucking shark. Yeah, like, if if I learned I was eating, like, shark soup, I'd be like, oh, sweet, dude. That's super cool. Like, this is what shark tastes like. Right. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't know, like, immediately vomit or be incredibly disgusted. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, no, who who, who knows? Um, they're probably rather, like, ethnocentric in all respects. So they probably don't really eat food from other cultures or anything like that. I don't know. Right, the idea of, like, another type of meat outside of, like, I don't know, pork and cow. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway... So we cut to the competition, and the first uh, race is a bike race, and Shayna is winning, but Roxy does her whole cheating thing and, like, ejects the Smurf jizz. Is that what you were calling it? Yes. Uh, (laughs) The Smurf jizz and makes, like, all the other competitors slip, um, except for Shayna. So then she, like, does this other thing to, like, ruin her back wheel. Yeah, she, like, rams a, I don't know, a spiky deal in there. Yeah. Uh, which could be, like, super dangerous. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that, that whole scene is, I don't know. I felt very scared for Shayna. Yeah. And, like, obviously Roxy wins. Right. Uh, and then we, yeah, but then we get basically this, like, a series of vignettes of the Misfits using their special equipment to shatter world records. Like, the, the announcer <laughs> literally says, like, wow, another world record set by the Misfits, and no one bats an eye. Uh, no one, I guess, pieces together the springs attached to all their equipment, and them shattering world records aren't connected. Right. But, like, the most confusing part about it is, like, the Misfits win. They not only win all subsequent rounds, they break world records, but then, like, the announcer says it's a tie. Right, yeah. It's like, it's a tie between the Misfits and the Hogans. It's like, what competition were you watching? (laughs) Seems like they swept house, dude. Yeah. Um, I will give a shout-out to uh, Pizzazz's hot pole vaulting skills skills but like when she does a flip right 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 that way like that was pretty yeah, impressive yeah. that was pretty hot i agree i agree um but anyway so the announcer informs us that um they have to come back tomorrow for the second half of the competition to figure out who wins um and the holograms are just like not buying it that the misfits are as good as they appear to be which is fair and, you know, correct. So good on them for being suspicious. Right. I mean, like, come on. And why are they... Come like, on. They're not the only two... Comp- Ooh, they weren't the only two rock bands competing. Did we see any of our favorite hot bitches? 
I don't think we did. I literally think every single scene solely featured the misfits in the hologram. So I didn't get no limp lizards looking limp, like on a pole vault. <laughs> I didn't see like a space cadet uh, doing high jump or nothing. Uh, maybe, you know, some leatherettes and fencing. I would like a little fencing round. Right? Like, dude, missed opportunity. Beth Bornstein, what the fuck? Yeah, you bungled it again, Bornstein. Yeah, yeah. Fucking bitch. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I agree, Jocelyn, but sorry, Dad. Like, dial it back a bit. I was trying to think of another word that started with P. That's <laughs> where your heart led to. You. Like, led to. I get it. Um, I'm sorry, Bornstein. It's, you're not a bitch. You're just incompetent. Right, right, right. You tell me which one's worse. <laughs> right. Though I suspect you are illiterate, so uh, <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to write an email. That's a little bit mean. I shouldn't say Bornstein. She obviously wrote the episode. Yeah, she wrote the episode. Um, maybe she just like drew like stick figures on a piece of paper with some <laughs> arrows and like. <laughs> that would explain a lot of things in this episode. Like you know, they like point letter point sports competition and somebody had to fill in the gaps like why are they in a sports competition <laughs> right um music star buffet yeah music i guess this she has a has a music sign and people eating <laughs> uh it's a music star buffet there's there's a couple planets in the mix right um yeah um but anyway um so we go to the next day. Um, or the actually, evening? no, it's the evening. No, it's the yeah, evening. It's the evening. And, and they're at a luau. They're at a luau. Um, the holograms look amazing in their Hawaiian garb. I don't know. Yeah, garb outfits, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, yeah, their outfits are pretty hot. Shayna, as you said, looks great. I really like Aja's. I don't really remember what Aja was wearing. It was yellow, you know, kind of the same thing, but she wore it well. Okay, nice, um, nice, nice, nice. And in the meantime, Kimber is walking on the beach with Steve, like being a thirsty bitch about it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the Misfits are like on a platform um, about to perform a song uh, to celebrate the luau. And the song is called Misfits in Hawaii. and content and name of the song first because literally no imagination or creativity went into were the misfits in Hawaii like yes you are in Hawaii that is where you are and that (laughs) that's gonna be the song like dude like come on yeah no creativity they just say like misfits in Hawaii and then another sentence over and over about, again. Yeah, about like them being in Hawaii. Uh, it's it it's baff. It's like it's perplexing in its simplicity is what I'm saying. Like I don't 
get who was like, well, Bornstein, I guess, was like, yeah, well, they're in Hawaii, so they just sing about being in Hawaii. Yeah, and I it's guess, like, like oh, it's, okay. it's pretty racist, um, you yeah, know, no, just, like, let's rough. have them rough. as hula dancers, and, like, let's talk about how we got seven tropical diseases. <laughs> yeah, which I really love the rhyme. Like, we got caught in tropical breezes as she's being blown away by a tempest. <laughs> and got seven tropical diseases? It's, oh, jeez. I don't think Hawaii's like that. And then, okay, one of my favorite lines is, Misfits in Hawaii, sleeping in Hawaiian huts. Misfits in Hawaii, turning into Hawaiian nuts. It's like, what? <laughs> also one of my favorites. And I didn't know, like, 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 like nuts, like peanuts, or are you going crazy? <laughs> They're going crazy from all of the tropical diseases. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's literally eating their brains. Um, I uh, would have preferred them saying, like, turning into Hawaiian sluts. Um, that's probably <laughs> way more racist now that I say it out loud. Uh, yeah, 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 it is, it is, it is, but, like, it's far edgier, right? Like, you know, turning into Hawaiian sluts, like, you know. You're such a whole Hawaiian slut. What is a Hawaiian nut? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what a Hawaiian slut is either, dude. I don't know what anything is. Um, yeah, the yeah, scene broke my brain, dude. Wow. Yeah, Ooh. what the fuck is the song? It's just, like, a bad song, too, like... Exactly, exactly. Melodically, like, ugh. Like, it was just yeah. trash. It honestly um, kind of sounded like a song that Gem and the Holograms would sing because it was so bad and boring. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, the only, I think, two things that, like, I... One might say I liked about it was uh, Pizazz's Explorer outfit. Yes. I thought that was kind of cool. I think And so the fact that they ride a surfboard on lava at the end. Uh, yes. It closes with them just... On us, lava surfboard. It's great. <laughs> yeah, merging two stereotypes about Hawaii into one. Exactly, and we'll hear a little bit more about that uh, as we continue. Because after the song, Steve says some like really shitty comment of uh, to Kimber. I need something to eat to get my mind off the entertainment. It's like, all right, Steve, you're bitchy. I get it. Yeah, right. Uh, like, what is your deal with the misfits? Like, how do you have? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitchy Steve. Um, so, and then, like, Kimber's like, oh, I gotta go talk to Jen. To which Steve is like, you know, you don't have to spend every minute with me. And then, <laughs> then Kimber says, with no chill at all, that would be great, and then runs off. It's like, oh, Kimber, you're into him. Like, we get it. Yeah, right? And, like, you wouldn't want to spend every minute with him. That's weird. And how so old weird. is Steve? Like, is Steve just a random 16-year-old boy, like, on the beach? Or is he, like, 27? Yo, boys did not look like that when I was 16 years old, okay? <laughs> Steve is built like a house uh, and probably owns one because he's 35. <laughs> so this random man on the plane just, like, becomes joined at the hip with the 16-year-old girl and starts macking on her and wants to yeah. be her trainer. Okay, that sounds creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, the trainer part was a little bit like, oh, uh, yeah, okay, her handler at some point. Yeah, and she calls him coach at some point. But that was, like, kind of hot, though, not gonna lie. Uh, I guess like, so, but I was like, 
uh, I don't know, thinking about those scandals with that gymnastics coach and like how he was oh, like, yeah, 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 shit. Yeah. I was like, ugh. Yeah, I suppose when you think about it in a real world context and not in a gay porn context, it becomes <laughs> a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, Kimber and this guy wouldn't be in a gay porn. Unless, like, in your fantasy, like, Kimber's, like, a gay kid, gay boy. Well, I, like, I literally think of everyone in this show as a gay male. Uh, so, I don't, I don't even know how to answer that question. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so, Kimber, like, runs away, and then Zipper, um, is, uh you know, there talking to the misfits and it's Hawaiian yeah, yeah. disguise is super creepy, dude. Like he's dressed up I don't up know as, like, what is happening. Like his hat makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a scarecrow's hat or something. He has these like totes inconspic shades going on and like, I don't know, like an American dad on vacation in Hawaii outfit and he's trying to like blend in or something, but he still looks creepy as fuck. Yeah, uh, like super bait. And uh, he's talking to Pizzazz, uh, and I think like Pizzazz tries to get with Steve, or maybe that happens like right afterwards, but regardless, we get another instance where a man is disgusted with Pizzazz for some reason, uh, which is super, like, a little bit hard to watch every time it happens. It's like, I get it, Pizzazz is like horning on him on like what is quote unquote another girl's man. Uh, but still, like, they always react so violently grossed out to her. And it's like, oh, pizzazz, that must be pretty rough. Maybe she smells bad. But That's also, true. Like, apparently a lot of sexual attraction is through scent. But, like, she slides, the way she slides up to these guys and is like, hey, like, I'll show you a good time, <laughs> baby. Yeah, she is a pretty creepy cougar about it. <laughs> Like, why but is she's she, still, like, like an attractive a... young woman, I, I think. But she's, like, a 47-year-old, like, truck stop hoe, <laughs> like, energy about it. Like, that's, like, the weird part. She, like, touches their shoulders, and she's like, hi, Sunny. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll show yeah. you a good time. That is true. That is true. So, I guess, you know, <laughs> pretty understandable reactions across the board. Uh, but Pizzazz, regardless, does not really take it well. Uh, so, she had Zipper on the case. Uh, he's wearing that crazy-ass hat, uh, and he tells Pizzazz that apparently Kimber is, like, so good at swimming that even cheating won't help. So instead, they're gonna abduct her, which is, you know, that's, that's, that line of thinking works. But yeah, that makes sense. That's what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. It's like, oh, okay, well, cheating won't work. I guess I'll just abduct them. And not only does he abduct her, he snatches her up from behind carries her into a volcano <laughs> yeah, yeah ties uh, up her arms and legs puts like a gag over her mouth and then like leaves her by like a pit of lava and then as he's exiting he sees that the volcano is about to erupt and he's like oh it must be my lucky day <laughs> wait is exactly super 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 fucked up uh <laughs> But I do want to also just address the fact, like, why are they having this luau next to an active volcano? Right? Like, people must have known, like, there was a bunch of lava spewing around, like, over there. Ooh, this wasn't that long ago. It was just the 80s. Right. I have no fucking clue. I'm out of answers, Michael. I'm out of theories. <laughs> I'm out of yeah, There's really no explaining the Borstein. Um, she's, uh... 
she's beyond our capabilities of, I guess, making excuses for this show. Right. <laughs> uh, but as, actually, right before um, Kimber gets uh, abducted and uh, essentially placed in a death trap, uh, two little girls are like Kimber fans, and like one goes like say, "Oh my God, Kimber, I love you," which is the second instance we see someone acknowledging Kimber's existence, which is great. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's when Kimber gets abducted, and the little girl sees it. Um, and so then we cut to Zipper like dipping the uh, volcano. It's his lucky day because Kimber's gonna get burned alive by lava <laughs> and or magma. Uh, and you know, she obviously can't just surf on the lava like the misfits because, no. you know, rules and they, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. So they cut to the commercial. And uh, then we cut back and we're at the luau. And someone says something along the lines of, and I wrote this down was to what I thought phonetically it was spelled like, saying, Awana new e hoo <laughs> is erupting. To which, this is the thing I Googled, Jocelyn. This is the thing I Googled. <laughs> as far as I know, there is no volcano called this in the planet, <laughs> on the planet Earth. Not just in Hawaii, I, but elsewhere as well. I am sure you didn't spell it right. How how do you spell a wana nui hoo Jocelyn? <laughs> oh no, it sounds like you're saying nothing. <laughs> It does sound super made up. Uh, so, I mean, like, listeners, you can fact, just, fact check us on this one. Just saying, I don't I don't think this volcano is for reals. Um, yeah, so this volcano is fake news. It's a hoax. <laughs> uh, don't wear a mask. This volcano is a hoax. Right? <laughs> yeah, just go swimming in the lava. It's fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Only, like... 0.05% of people are going to die from it anyways. Right. It's the, just lava. Yeah, the libs can't tell me what to do. <laughs> um. So anyway, um, the holograms and Steve realize that Kimber is missing, and so they split up to go looking for her. At which point, the little girl, who we saw before, runs up to them and, like, you know, to tell Jem, but she takes so long to get there. She's like, hi. <laughs> yeah, she's me. like, hey, I'm Giselle. And then they're like, sorry, Giselle, we're super busy. Like, no, I'm a huge fan. It's like, Giselle, get to the fucking point. <laughs> you got no time for these introductions. Your ponytail's kind of cute, but like, you're really lagging us behind. Yeah, you should have been like, yo, Kimber's over there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, what a waste of time, Giselle. You lose points in my book for that shit. I know, I know. Like, Giselle, you're, like, you're maybe the only redeemable character of this entire episode, except for this, like, really, really shitty exchange. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they all rush to the volcano, and when they, once they get inside, the volcano entrance crumbles shut, um, and, uh, and I, I gotta hand it to everyone, they're really not phased being in an active volcano with all that intense heat and all that jazz, they really just... <laughs> Breeze on in, are trapped from behind, and then, you know, manage to find their way out. But the entire time, everyone's looking pretty good. Yeah, everyone looks great. Um, anyway, so we, at this point, once they get into the volcano, we cut to Pizzazz, who's at the uh, swimming competition, and she kind of wins by default because, obviously, Gem and the Holograms are not there, and apparently it's right, the next which, day already. 
Exactly. Like that, that, that volcano scene was like edited quite short, but they were, I guess, wandering around the labyrinth volcano for hours. Yeah. So they like obviously save Kimber. Um, and uh, once they get out of it and realize that it's the next day, uh, uh, the little Hawaiian girl, Giselle, is like, oh, I know a shortcut. And they rush over to the competition. And like, okay, my whole thing is, wasn't this volcano erupting? Like, why is outside fine now? Yeah, everyone's just like, oh, yeah, that's chill. It's just like, we'll have this force competition. Like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, Gemini holograms didn't come up, come like, you know, they didn't come back from entering that volcano eight hours ago. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Because <laughs> it is the next day. Literally the next day. Um, so anyway, they like roll up to the competition and then Pizzazz sees them and is like, they must be gluttons for punishment, which is just like such an insane and intense thing to say. I kind of love it. Oh yeah, I like it too. Um, and then I think their final competition is a tug of war. Um, Right. And, um, I also just want to bring it back to, uh, the point you made earlier, Jocelyn, which the Misfits have won every single competition (laughs) up until now that we've seen. So it really should make this final tug of war round a little, you know, not important. Yeah, it's unnecessary. But apparently everything, yeah, unnecessary, uh, but apparently everything is on the line, so. Right. So they do this fucking tug of war. Zipper, for whatever reason, is allowed on the field and he's being like a total weirdo about it. So creepy. I I have in my notes, like, (laughs) dude, Zipper's cheering mad creepy. Uh, and you would also just think this would be kind of no contest because, like, the misfits are meth heads and, like, they literally don't have any muscles on their body. Right, like, how, they can't cheat at this one. Right, um, right. Uh, regardless, somehow Zipper, I don't know, I guess, like, lets out that he had something to do with uh, Kimber being put in danger or something to that effect because um, all I really have is that it leads to, like, some man-on-man wrestling. Yeah, so what happens, Kimber is like, that's the guy who kidnapped me. Right, right, And then Jem is like, oh, like, this is so fucked up. And she gets really angry and she gets, like, super strength. And they pull all of the misfits into the mud pit. And then Steve, like, is chasing after Zipper and, like, punches him in the face. Um, And this leads to a tie. (laughs) (laughs) for some reason yeah Um, sure but when Zipper is being arrested he spills the beans that like you know the misfits are cheating like I only did this because I was trying to help them cheat Um, right which like a zipper like come on wait bitch don't be a snitch Uh, I also just like like the Hawaiian cop who is arresting Zipper I don't know sounds like like a cop Set like from New York in a movie where you're just like, yo, man, you come with me. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> where did you bust out of in Hawaii? I know. Um, but yeah, so uh, Giselle also shows up with all of the equipment that the Misfits were using to cheat. And she's like, look what I found. Then the Misfits are disqualified. And then we get a really lackluster song. Yeah, how you play the game. How to play um, game. Oh, God. Oh, I hate them with their stupid, dude, like, fair game, moralizing bullshit. 
Yeah, the entire song is basically saying, like, you know, even if you lose, as long as you play fair and square, that's what counts. It's like, no, that's not what counts. This is a song for losers, and I'm sorry, sometimes it's not exactly how you play the game, it is about winning the game as well. Yes, it's about winning, um, but like... Almost all games and or sports are about winning, Jocelyn. Did you know that? Yeah, like, why would you engage in a game to lose? You always exactly. try to win. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I'll, I'll I'll lose this game, but it doesn't really matter because I'll play fair and square. Like, no, <laughs> no one ever talking says that. It's about the journey, not the destination. Mm, I like, I'm, I'm a fan of both. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, well, only when the end destination is winning. Exactly. <laughs> Anything else, might as well forget about it. Fuck that journey. Um, I also just want to point out that, like, the song, the lyrics are mainly how you play the game. Like, it's yeah, how it's... you play the game, it's how you play the game, how you play the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe, like, half a sentence, uh, <laughs> winning isn't everything, how you play the game. <laughs> They give their trophy to Giselle, which is like, right, let's just right, take right. your fucking trophy. Yeah, like, I, uh, yeah, they, they gave the trophy to Giselle for whatever reason. Because um, they're Kimber, such good people. Yeah, because they're super, super good people. It's how you play the game, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh, Kimberly then, like, you know, takes a final walk on the beach with Steve. She calls him coach, which is like, again, like I said, kind of hot in a gay porn context. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Rio arrives. Yes, out of nowhere. Like, did he just take a plane just to say hi? And then immediately... They, like, he says, like, I got here as soon as I could get here or whatever. It's like, it's like real. what else are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I really didn't like his shirt, though. Yeah, it was, like, purple with purple, dark purple accents matched his hair. Right. Exactly. It was hot. It was hot. You know how I like purple accents. Yeah, yeah. You bitch loves a pur- purple accent. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, anyway, so they hold hands and walk off into the sunset. Um, Beth Bornstein, what the fuck was this episode? I don't know, Justin, technically we're not done because oh, we come back <laughs> and like, listener, we have about maybe four minutes left of the episode, two minutes of which are the end credits, but instead of, I don't know, beefing up the rest with actual plot and or lines, <laughs> Bornstein really phones it in and just repeats <laughs> hot uh, misfits in Hawaii and how you play the game, maybe two of the worst songs in the Misfits, Gem the Holograms canon, again, to like really just, you know, take up that time that she couldn't write about, or she couldn't write into the episode. Yeah, why do we need to hear that song, those songs twice in 22 minutes? Like, there's no fucking reason. It's a form of torture. I'm pretty sure that's banned <laughs> in most Western nations. It's like waterboarding. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, Beth Bornstein, I'm gonna have to give you a failing grade on this one. This was Ooh. at least like Adventure in China, like made some kind of sense. Yeah, 
and I thought was a little bit more trying to be uh, demonstrative of the like local culture. Don't get me wrong, in you know problematic ways, but at least it was tied to actual places and the like. Uh, as opposed to this was generic Hawaii, unexplainable sports competition, made up in volcano, and that's all we got. <laughs> And, like, a terrible song about the misfits in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we didn't already know they were in Hawaii. But we needed to hear them talk about being in Hawaii. Yeah, no. This was an F. Just a complete fail. Yeah, mad fails, bro. Uh, Bornstein, come on. Step it up, step it up. She writes two more episodes for Gem and the Holograms. Wow, I almost, like, don't even want... I mean, I probably know when I see the written by, I'm like a triggered by a Bornstein. Uh, <laughs> but like, if I don't notice, like, don't tell me the future. I want to see if I can, if I can spot a Bornstein after you know. Yeah, I mean, spot a Bornstein. That's like your special skill, maybe. I have many special skills, but uh, no, that's your only one. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? Fair. <laughs> uh, I can spot a Bornstein from a mile away. Um, so now that we've arrived at the end of the episode, who do we think is the baddest bitch? Baddest bitch of the episode. I mean, tough in an episode where almost everyone sucks. Um. My vote is either for Aja for leading the exercise class or, um, Giselle who kind of saved everyone. Yeah, I get it with Giselle, and, like, that's, like, the most obvious choice, but, like, like you said with that whole, like, hey, Jem, pause. <laughs> My name's Giselle, pause. Oh, you should maybe listen to what I have to say now. Pause for, like, 30 seconds. Uh, she really, she really lost it for me. Yeah, like, come on, have a sense of urgency, lady. Yeah, maybe for that alone you don't deserve the title. I would rather give it to, to Aja, yeah, for the jazzercise class and looking good in the background for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I agree, I agree. Okay, now who is... We could also give it to, like, an inanimate object, in which case oh, okay. I think the movie star buffet or music star buffet might be the hottest oh, bitch. I I agree. Uh, wow, 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 wow. This is a, a step in the evolution of this award ceremony, and it's in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, when all of the characters fail you, just give it to, like, one random thing in the background. Yeah, a loose concept <laughs> on a sign. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Nice, nice. Okay, so uh, music star buffet, or hot music star buffet, whatever the fuck was called. You are the baddest bitch of the episode. Congratulations. Exactly. Um, made up restaurant. <laughs> Not even a restaurant, like theme night at a restaurant or a strip club, whichever you want. Yeah. Um, and then the biggest bitch of the episode, there are far more contenders. Yeah, there's a lot of contenders. Um, I know it's like mean whenever we do this, but like, whew, born scene's gotta be in the running, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be, that has to be, like, our meta, our meta biggest bitch. 
Yeah, that or, I mean, Zipper, huge bitch, and I feel like that was also accentuated by losing his fight with Steve. And I thought, like, Zipper, at least, you know, and he did bad things, but he also a bad boy. Like, you know, he knows how to fight, and he's rough and tough and rough and tumble. Right. But, no, he got, uh, you know, he got into that mud, like, real quick. Yeah, like, real quick. He flew in. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of have to give it to Bornstein. Like, why the fuck would you play those songs twice? Like, come Dude, on. Dude, you're right. You're right. I, I was like, a part of me wanted to be like, no, we shouldn't do that. It's really mean whenever we call the writer. But, like you just mentioned, for buttressing the episode, you have like 18 minutes to fill. Like, get it together. You have to use two shitty songs to fill it out. At least use something from the Gem the Holograms back catalog that's decent. But no. Those two tracks? That's fucked up, dude. Like, even if you had added a scene where with, like, the limp lizards and the space cadets or something, like, you could have made it a bit longer. I don't know. And a, yeah, yeah, way yeah. better. I would love to see the leatherettes in their leather bathing suits swimming. Right? Yeah. So There was so much potential. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go that far. There, was, there were some opportunities <laughs> in this episode that weren't used. Like, I don't know, just, like, make Steve and Kimber have sex. And like, or at least kiss. I don't yeah. think that we saw a kiss. Like, again, she's 16. But like, it's fine to like kiss someone. Right. Right, right, right. But anyway, uh, Beth Bornstein, I am sorry, my dear, but uh, you are the biggest bitch of this episode. Yeah, you really slap on the weak sauce, and uh, that's what you get. Yeah. So, um, with the titles given to their rightful owners rightful recipients um it is time to wrap up this episode of gem girls um when you have time please visit us on social media we're on facebook instagram and twitter and on each of those platforms we're at gem girls podcast jocelyn they've listened this far into the episode of course they have time Sorry. Fair point, fair point, fair point. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I don't mean to, like, poke fun at you here, but it's true. Uh, With that, though, when also you're looking through your Aptacular apps, go into (laughs) Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, probably just Apple Podcasts. I don't think we figured out the other uh, mediums quite yet. (laughs) Uh, Give us five stars and a positive review. It really helps people. It helps us high gemissaries, you know, find other gemophiles, and bring them into the House of Marks. Mm-hmm. And we want that to happen. Uh, no born scenes allowed, FYI. Wow. But otherwise... <laughs> even, even, Christy, for... even Christy Marks allowed a Bornstein in. Yeah, but like, I mean, that was like man's fall from grace. Like in the, <laughs> it's like in the apocrypha of the gem Bible. It's the part we don't talk about. Uh, regardless... <laughs> Five stars, positive review, if you're vibing it, anything that you might do would be great, but also no, just five stars, positive review thing. Yeah, yeah, even if you're not vibing it, like, if it ain't five stars, we don't want it. Exactly. What do you got to lose? Nothing. Nothing. Um, but yeah. I'm Hakuna Matitis. And I am Orifice Jones. And until next time. Stay, stay outrageous. outrageous.